Quiet on the set. Action. everyone and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie for you very fast based on a random suggestion from the internet. We are joined by three very talented guests today, three members of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Eric Thompson, who wrote the background Warboy dialogue in Mad Max Fury Road. We have our director, Kyle Decker, who is the original character reference for Planter's Mr. Peanut. And we have yeah. Jenna Young, our producer, who was Chris Tucker's chest waxer on The Fifth Element. Oh, hello. I do love monocles. All right, here is your prompt. The theme of this story is psychological revenge. The main character is a miserly martial artist. The start of the story, lecture. The end of the story, surrender. So, our main character, who we're going to name Steve... You don't hear anything more about it. You don't have a last name. It's kind of similar to a little bit of the what Iron Fish should have been, but never will be because, damn you. But he's detached from his past. He has been separated. He has trained for years and years, and he is an incredible martial artist who has rose among the ranks, rose in reputation, and yet he can't attain that what he truly wants. He wants to be respected. But he doesn't want to support the people that are coming in to train with him. Uh, he is very, as we've said miserly, he doesn't want to uh, give out the skills that he has trained for in, in, in the years. So he wants to take one last shot, and he brings in a new trainee. And he, what he ends up doing is, while he's training this, this person, he starts to remember some of his past, some of the things that he had forgotten. And he realizes that he has a connection that this is a family member of his, a long-distant relative that he had met once or twice. And as he's trying to learn more about his past, he is slowly pushing this person further and further and further into these depths of their own psyche, trying to get more of his past out of it. It's more like he's trying to grasp at any bit of his history, trying to pull that back out, trying to get back to that identity through this cousin. The cousin, he just wants all that he can do. He wants to learn martial arts. That has been a dream. And he has come to this great master, this Stephen, that he is uh, hoping that he can learn these skills from. But time after time, through his training process, things just go worse and worse. And he is put in horrible situation after horrible situation until he realizes that his master is out to get him. When he realizes it, that's when it takes a turn. Now he needs to escape. But our main character, because we're going to follow from the perspective mostly of the master, who is inciting all of this psychological torture, who is trying to learn from his past, uh, who wants to find his place, he is doing everything he can to torture his people, to try to get any bit of information, to try to find out anything he can about his past. The, the final scenes are going to be focused on just an escape 
from the dojo, which up until that point, he had only seen some of. And it's going to be this incredible, ridiculous scene after scene of him trying to escape this just pressure all around him. Yeah. Do you have a title for this film? I do. It is called Mount Torture. All right. Kyle, you've been handed a beautifully crafted scroll with calligraphy on it that details the chronicles <laughs> of Steve, the master of martial arts, and his torture of his student. What do you think? Can we make something interesting out of this? Yeah, this is this is really an exciting project for me. I, I, I love genre films. I love action films. But we're throwing a little horror here with the psychological and the torture. So we kind of got a... A genre blending script here. We get it's a horror martial arts film, so it's a little bit of you know, Hellraiser meets Karate Kid. You know that's how I'm seeing this film, kind of, you know, kind of the two together. And you know what? You know what really sells movies now? 80s nostalgia. The 80s are now what the 50s were in the 80s. If that makes any sense to you, in nostalgia wise. So you know what we're gonna cast is Steve, Ralph Macchio. Yep, the Karate Kid himself. I'm pretty sure he's available, and I'm pretty sure he's dirt cheap. But maybe he still remembers some of those martial arts and everything. The audience will buy Ralph Ralph Macchio had kind of a not good career after the Karate Kid movie, so people will buy the embittered, miserly... He's like, he's in the 50s now, just like the world shit all over him. Like, it basically would be going method, because he'll just be pulling from his life. And he'll be able really to embody that. And then as far as, did, did we name the, the student? No, it was unnamed. Um, we'll we, figure out It doesn't out have name. to stay unnamed. Yeah. He, we can call him, we'll give him a sympathetic name, like a nice name, like Skyler or something. You know, mm. something millennials will really latch on to. A little softer, yeah. A little softer. I'm trying to think, what's a good, let's go with Dakota Fanning as, as the student, because, you know, it kind of... You know, she wants to learn martial arts and everything. And I don't do anything weird or creepy sexual with Ralph Macchio. That's too much. Mm-hmm. It's just the straight psychological tour. Oh, you want to be a martial artist? Go. So we're going to do this. I want to put our actors through intensive martial arts training, choreograph. I want kind of the signature of the movie to be these big fight pieces with the, with the thing I want to do. And I want to film set the whole thing in like an abandoned warehouse. That's, a, that's Steve's training facility. So we'll keep budget down, but we'll be able to get all these great lights from an old warehouse and everything, get some great horror shots, maybe one or two jump scares just to play with people's minds to set up for the real terror on it. Uh, I want to film it mostly handheld. You know, we'll get a really good steady cam operator, but we'll have the camera will be very dynamic, very moving. Lots of start, like almost noir, like in its in its lots of natural light, but it, it, coming through windows of the warehouse and everything, and just keep it really intense, really good action scenes, and just really make it a character piece on those two actors. All right, so Jenna, you've got a yes. treatment for Mount Torture on your desk. Shit, uh, should have put the which, warehouse on a mountain. The warehouse is on we, a mountain. We can, we can okay. say <sighs> Yeah. Which is uh, set in a warehouse on a mountain, apparently. Yeah. And is kind of like a Western martial arts psychological torture piece. What do you think? Can we make this thing? I mean, uh, yeah, but I've only got maybe $20 million I can throw at this. So the warehouse on the mountain is going to be an issue. Also, I'm, I'm a little concerned... Skyler, the student, doesn't seem very sympathetic in this script. Like, 
I don't know, like a love interest or something. There's there's not really any romance in this. And I feel like it just really helps with levels of some sort to have romance in your movie. Also, I think I want a cowboy in there somewhere. Yeah, cowboy. Can we have one of those shots where like you're looking down and you you like you you see the whole area and then it just kind of like zooms in on this one thing and then like you keep zooming and you keep zooming and then you go in through their eye and then it's like a whole other universe i think that would be cool yeah. i don't know if there's a name for that kind of shot but we could maybe do something like that yeah like maybe at like a, a super moment of revelation or something, or maybe the love interest, like when you have that moment where you're like, oh, all of my world is coming together. Oh, also, is there a like, so if you're doing this training stuff, like you've got weapons, right? Like there's, there's like swords and like there's the, the stick things on the chains and like the little fork guys like i want to see like all of those just like every other scene like to really get the actiony bits in there you know and i think there should be like oh oh we need some ruins i should find some ruins we can do one of those like standing on one foot on a pillar thing that would be cool all right, so Eric, you've got some revisions from the studio. Appear to have been scribbled on the back of some pamphlets for crystal therapy. Um, you might want to look at some of those. You got a budget, though. You got some big names attached. What do you think? Where are you going to take this story from here? Well, I'm a little disappointed that we scrapped the, uh, the mountain, but uh, I can work with that. I think I'm going to keep it in mind the warehouse and like the size and the scale. I think we're going to maybe make it a little more western so i guess we'll figure out the whole cowboy thing but i think since it's not on a mountain i think we're gonna have to do a title change we're talking about like nostalgia and things like that thinking about the 80s so maybe we'll make things because we're talking about some of the memory and some of the torture and some of these crazy shots so i think we might have things hinting at a little more magical a bit i think we're gonna go with the name mojo dojo i think that's more fitting for this type of movie. So what we're going to do is uh, to bring in some more characters. I think we're going to have uh, Steve have a few of his previous students as assistants who are going to relish in torturing Skylar. Uh, and we'll have one of these students who just isn't cool with it and is trying to help Skylar out. And that's where we can develop some of the love interests, which later will work into some of the psychological torture by having, once that connection has been made, Steve realizes it and starts to kind of pull it apart. So I feel like in that change, we can make it a little more... It can, we can push it in the direction that we wanted for messing with bringing in some of that more terror, some of that horror, and uh, kind of bringing that together by making a little more character build on some of these secondary characters. I guess at some point we can throw one of the former students in like a cowboy outfit just to enter and really confuse them, but... I'm not seeing a point in the script where a real cowboy would be relevant, but we'll figure something out. I'm just going to trust the director on that one and just hope that he can use some of the characters that I made to make that demand work. I feel like some of the shots that Jenna really wanted were going to be able to 
to do with some of the parts in the script, like the point of revelation where Skylar realizes what's going on. I think we can do that weird like eye focus shot thing. I think some of the parts that we've got in there in the script will be able to hold up to some of these changes. But cool with the casting. The budget, I think, with what they really want will will work. I think the location change is gonna be gonna be really good for Mojo Dojo. Alright. So Kyle, you've got some revisions from your studio, you've got some revisions from your writer. The piece is now Mojo Dojo, and you get some more characters, some more details. How's the production going? Alright, no, I'm I'm feeling the change. I, I can work with these changes. We got a kind of a goofy name, we got a cowboy. So where we're going with this bad boy, we're going <coughs> weird west. There's it's gonna be a western, but it's gonna have some sci-fi and kind of steampunk elements thrown in there. We're going to establish, like, the whole movie. Instead of a warehouse, we're going to set it in, like, this weird west town. We'll establish early on that it's not, like, in the 1800s. It's maybe it's the post-apocalypse kind of thing where humanity... Something will insinuate things, maybe in the background that bad has happened. Maybe guns don't exist, and that's why martial arts are a thing. They're, like, the main form of combat. That's why you got people wearing cowboys and rustling cattle and everything, but they're using nunchucks and size. I think those are the forky things and the stick chainy things you were talking about. We'll get those. We'll have, and so so Ralph Macchio, Steve, will have this compound where he's training the best warriors in the land, and he just sells them to to people who own mines and cattle ranches and everything, and and. Dakota Fanning's character Skyler is is one of her student one of his students and 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 you know they really play up she she starts seeing that it's a whole system where the students and these the warriors that he trains and and sends out to work are really getting a raw deal and everything and she's she started to realize with some of them we'll play up the romance we're gonna put uh Bow Wow formerly Little Bow Wow in as her Dakota Fanning's love interest. He's going to be like one of the other uprising students, and they're going to realize that this is whole thing's a game, and they're going to kind of help form this resistance. So what's going to happen? There's going to be a whole group of the students that rise up in the Mojo Dojo against Ralph Macchio and his rank and file guys, and this, the whole movie is going to accumulate with this huge, big Wild West ninja fight, basically with bow staffs and dows and all kinds of stuff. So you have your classic like Wild West shootout and stuff with like guys falling off railings and all. It'll be because they threw ninja stars up and then the guy will fall off the railing into the like the thing of hay that gets gets drug off with horses. So we'll do a very traditional Wild West shootout, but with sword fights and ninja weapons and all that cool stuff, blow darts and everything. To clarify, are we talking like ninja star and guy falls off ledge yeah. kind of stuff, or are we talking like ridiculous over the top ninja star guy jumps backwards through window? Yes. Like full wireworks, you okay. name it. We'll get a really good stunt team. So other than our named actors, we're going to uh, other than our named actors, we're everyone else is going to be professional stuntmen, just like they did in John Wick. Like every every there will be minimal lines and dialogue in the movie to avoid bow wow acting to a point, and we'll keep it. And then I'll, I'm going to use most of my budget for a score by Ennio Morricone, so it's very epic and western because Ralph Macchio is cheap, so it's bow wow. Bow just wants to do a movie to promote his next album. Okay. Jenna, you've got uh, some new new takes on this. You've got some big changes, some new cast, some new elements. You got your cowboy. What do you think? Yeah, I like how it's forming. Um, I, uh, I think I think we need 
Like some of it sounds really subtle and some of it sounds really big. And I think that we need something to help like set the mood right. Like maybe like some color things or, or an explosion or something to just make it go boom, you know? And then I like, I really like the whole like, does something bad happened, guns aren't a thing, blow darty thing, sticks and stuff. I want to have, I want to have a bunch of horses, like to represent freedom or something. <laughs> And like, so like you get one of those shots where you're like, just you, you see the horses like riding across, except that if it's like after everything's bad, we could like instead, because normally you'll see horses like going across like all of this green, but maybe it shouldn't be green. Yeah, like a deserty type thing. Can we, I think, I think we should film this in Arizona. It's dead down there, right? Yeah. And then, oh, and then we could have like the romance, like a romance scene where they're watching the, the, the sunset and it's all like romantic and there's like a cactus in the background, but there's like a sunset behind the cactus and you get like the, 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 the black stuff, like it's black. And the silhouette, um, and like, yeah, so that could be one of like the more romantic scenes because I think it's supposed to be pretty when you have a sunset in Arizona. I heard that somewhere. And then I want the one guy. Who's the one guy? The 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 guy from the the space thing. Yeah, I want him to do a cameo too. I think that would help sell tickets. Which guy from the space thing? The, the space thing, you know. Mark Hamill. Sure. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and plug <laughs> Mojo Dojo into our movie machine here, which sounds like a throwing star followed by a dude going through glass. <laughs> This is an interesting one. Actually, it uh, it's not all bad. So people don't really like the movie, but you have these really great trailers where you have like Mark Hamill and you have like these beautiful shots of you know well choreographed martial arts and slow motion horses and Arizona desert. Your cinematographers just like really really did their job on this piece, and the trailer sells so so well. Um, your, your opening weekend, you make back all of your money, and then no one ever sees it again. Uh, it basically ends up uh, being reviewed and compared to things like, you know, Bulletproof Monk, or like other, you know, Western movies that kind of capitalize on, you know, Westernization of, of martial arts type films. And it's uh, pretty tough for all of you to get work after that, except for your cinematographer, who goes on to film, like, horse shows and pretty much whatever they want to do. So, because this is, you know, a machine that predicts the future, we do have the option to go back and make some last-minute changes, or you can just call it art and, you know, say, hey, let the future be. So, on that note, I'm going to bring it back around to Eric here. What do you think? Uh, I feel like, I don't know what I could change in the writing that would save some of this. I feel like some of the more concerns are about the westernization, and I don't really have any control over that, so we're going to 
We're going to try to give some of the characters more diverse backgrounds. We're going to play into some of that catastrophe that led up to this that can explain some of the missing memory and see if we can use that to try to make the area a little more agnostic to where exactly it is. Uh, see if we can try to make it a little a little more inclusive and not just, hey, look, we took all of this stuff and put it in the West so that maybe people won't be as offended at that. The characters that we add different diversity to are going to have to get some more lines. Uh, so we're going to have to take some of these stuntmen, I guess, and run through lines and hope that they can get them. So I'm going to try to keep those lines as simple as possible. Stuntmen are great. They're, there's a lot of diversity with stuntmen, so we can we can get that covered and we can find who we need, uh, and that shouldn't I sh that shouldn't hurt any of the directing or the budgeting or anything like that. So keeping the line simple, trying to get some more uh, more flavor into that, so that it doesn't feel as westernizing as some of the concerns are. I think that's all I can do. What do you think, Kyle? I really hate admitting I'm wrong, but I apparently Ralph Macchio in a draw. And I think that's honestly my biggest mistake was casting him. So I thought people would dig Ralph Macchio playing a martial a grizzled martial arts master. And most people, especially people under 30, go, who the fuck's Ralph Macchio? That's kind of his punchline, his life. So I pulled some strings. Some of my stuntmen, buddy, uh, stuntmen friends I've hired this film, they got his Chow Young Fat. Use Chow Young Fat instead. I'll actually have an actual Asian man teaching actual Asian martial arts. Novel idea for Hollywood, I know. I might keep the Ennio Morricone score and really just double down on that. I want, you know, the beautiful, we already have gorgeous cinematography. Let's just double down on that with a beautiful score and then really awesome fights. We'll make it one of the most beautiful looking films forever. Who cares if the script is a little light and the substance isn't there because it's gorgeous? Right? People love good looking films all the time, even if they're kind of light on substance. So we're really gonna we're gonna make sure the editing is on point to where we do not have too many scenes without you know, between there's not much time between fight scenes. We don't wanna deal much with the exposition or anything. We're gonna tell the story of this apocalyptic Wild West world through the cinematography. So we'll do a lot of like the bigotures like they did on the Lord of the Rings trilogy where we'll build basically a miniature city in kind of thing and run the camera through it to get these beautiful vistas and everything and really put our budget in that that and the fights and the score you know like the, our cinematography is on point uh, I'm excited to use them and then yeah Chow Young Fat like double down on the cinematography the fighting and the music and just make it one of the most beautiful films of all time who cares about the story it's good enough alright Jenna what do you think uh, I think that maybe we shouldn't have had it in Arizona. I think maybe, maybe we should have put it in like, <gasps> we should have put it on a mountain. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, I think, too bad no one had that idea. Mm, I know, but <clears throat> I don't, yeah. And I don't think I mean, we got, like we had talked about the ruins. I think we need more ruins. If you want to throw uh, a bunch more money at it, they could just go back and reshoot it on a mountain. But that's up to you. Yeah, that's a lot of money, though. Maybe maybe we could just do, like, a couple of shots on a mountain and make it kind of, like, more mountainy. We could do some composite shots. And Arizona, there's mountains yeah. in Arizona. Yeah! We need Arizona mountains. And then I feel like... 
The horses were really good. I don't want to do anything with the horses. The love interest guy, he was... He didn't talk much. Bow Wow? There's a reason for it. Maybe we could have put him in, like... Just, like, instead of that full shirt thing, like, we could have had, like, just, like, a, a vest and an open coat thing. And then, yeah. Like, that would have been cool if he wasn't going to talk. And also, Skylar should not have been in pigtails. I don't think that was good. I mean, I know she's a student, but I don't think that worked really well. So no pigtails. Just a ponytail. All over my fetishes, I see how you are. <laughs> you can't let me have one thing in this damn movie. <laughs> so, uh, I put all of your data back in, and unfortunately not much has changed. What? Eric worked really hard to... Uh, cover up the relations to Bulletproof Monk and then you fucking cast Chow Yun-Fat who was in Bulletproof Monk so the comparisons are actually more strong now than they were before so unfortunately this film is still not well received after that first weekend however uh, Eric does get to work again because somebody in Hollywood recognized that he tried (laughs) so there you have it folks Mojo Dojo. (laughs) And as always, we will end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our divine sage, Guy Fieri. I hope you know at home that I eat this for you. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) I'm doing this. Yeah, going full Chow Yun Fat.